Hey everybody, welcome to the Drop the Beat podcast. My name is Charles Larita. And I'm Will Sarver. And we're here to talk about music and all music-related topics that you guys submit. If you guys are looking to submit a topic for us to talk about in a long-form matter, go to www.charleslarita.com slash contact, and you can leave us a little question for us. And if we like it, we'll pick it, and we'll talk about it over this yeah. small little show that we like to do. So with that being said, for those of you guys watching us on YouTube, thank you so much for watching us beat off today. And those that are listening... Thank you for listening to us beat off today. Regardless, thank you guys for beating off with us. Yeah, mor moral of the story. We got through that and didn't laugh, and I'm like so proud Woo! of myself. <laughs> All right. So this being our first show, we had asked you guys on various social media platforms a while ago, uh, a couple, you know, what would you like to hear us discuss with anything with music in the music industry? And our question today comes from Brian P. from Delaware, mm, which is Delaware. cool, a little ways across the pond, which is good. And he asked us the question he was saying was, do people in the music industry take you over or take advantage of you and screw you over? And that's awesome. Oh, that's a great absolutely. question. So our answer is yes. And we will roll credits, and we'll see you guys next time. Thank you. That's right. That's it. Yep. That was it. No, that's a, that's a great question. So I don't know if, if Brian is – he didn't put any details on the question. Um, if he's a performer at this point or if he's just getting into the music industry. But he wanted to know, like, do people really take advantage of you like they show in, I guess, films or things like that? Or just – or what's it like? It's it's a real thing. It's It happens. I mean, there, all there, too often. There's, there's quite a few different sides of it. It's either – the venues that take advantage of you, mm -hmm. it's the people running them, it's management. That's a big thing. I mean, that's why you see so many bands and groups today. Um, guys like Wolfpack are one of the big ones where they don't do any manager. They don't do any label stuff. Oh, yeah. Because those dudes can really take advantage of you. Now, granted, that's not saying everyone is like that. No. You know, there, no. there are some, some guys who, guys and gals who are genuine and really do care, but it's not a lot of times like the movies make it where it's always like some great manager comes along, I'm going to make these guys a star. It's a lot of dudes really come out and they're like well how much money do you have zero and that's well yeah no, i mean not <laughs> how much reality. money do we have <laughs> oh oh but it's that whole idea yeah. where it's like m they money equates to talent um and obviously for any of this we're not going to be dropping any names of people or venues can't um, afford it no god no but it's it's an interesting kind of perspective into it because a lot of people think it's like oh you have the easiest job in the world you're doing music you're playing yeah, you're performing it's... nothing can go wrong and it's like everyone is out to get you 100%. Literally, everyone is out to get you. I'm out to get you. Yeah, we had we've had Damn our problems. Uh, no, I mean, so even on that that beginning topic of like you know bullet point A or one A or whichever, right? You know, we've had run-ins with people who had interest in us. Mm -hmm. We can attest to this, and they essentially it was you weren't talented. It's you had money to pay for, and that got you talent. There was a an individual who reached out to us and he wanted us to work with him like under his his management label and he he wouldn't even tell me all the details like it was such a big thing of i i met him through a third party and he was like oh you have to call me back and we're going to discuss this and we'll talk about it, take you under my wing this and that okay great he wouldn't even give me any more details and i know you were in on like one or two of the calls with this where he was like, well, I'd love to tell you more on how to shape your band and things like that and your sound, um, but it's going to cost you about $350 an hour for a three-hour minimum, and we'll be able to really work with how to shape your band. <laughs> was he a lawyer? And I was like, what, what the hell is this? And it was him and another guy, and they were like a team. 
And he was like, well, we've gotten our clients to open for great acts like, you know, Marilyn Manson and Rob Zombie right. and all these big, it was that guy yeah. and all these big things like that. And we come to find out, he's like, yeah, we approach him before a gig and we go and we throw about 10 grand their way and they get us on the bill. So I'm like, there's no talent involved. You're just paying money. So yeah. what happens when the money runs out? Is the talent gone? And also it's like those acts probably don't want those people there. They're just paying for it. They're, yeah. It's the pay to play. That's the absolute worst it's awful i'm not a fan no it's uh and you know what you you hear a lot of stories about that about the pay to play we've been involved with it oh uh, yeah 100 percent. so it's not so much about what you can bring to the table if you have a unique sound or anything it's well you got the cash up front because we can we can get you in yeah that's all it is it's it's literally paid it's like old school back in the day radio stuff the payola kind yeah. of thing you know it's it's literally that it's, it's you're not you know you're not there because of your talent. You're there because you had money. That's like a uh, notable music venue, very big no music venue in close to our area. We've played at many times. We haven't mm -hmm. played at in a while because we've gotten boned over like that. Um, where it's, you know, a, a pay to play where they send you tickets to get you on the bill. They keep promise you bigger and bigger and bigger shows. Um, and the whole rule with the one with the one venue is it's you have to when you bring in the money you have to pay in cash. And we always brought out a lot of people when we'd play this place. So they would give you fifty tickets and you have to sell fifty tickets for, you know, whatever, ten dollars a pop or whatever. And there's a couple bands on the bill and that's what it is. Um we'd always ask for more, so they'd give us seventy or eighty and we would sell out all of them. We would yeah, sell yeah. out all of these tickets. And you'd get there, you'd only pay cash, we'd have an envelope, we'd go back in this tiny little like sleazy cocaine looking office. Perfect. Which is exactly what it was come to find out which was even worse we <laughs> that's were, why everything's in cash yeah it was caught in the act we don't you don't yeah. we don't have to keep track of it it's super shady it's super dirty it's disgusting no taxes no not the no paper like trail and come to find out it's like oh they wanted cash because and us to sell tickets that's how they pay their bigger acts right we're doing all the work for them we're getting yeah. boned over and every time we're getting promised and promised and promised more shows new shows better shows but and it's like you're always on the same bill it's just a bunch of kids and they don't they don't listen to the bands really and it's just it's you're there because you're making money and yep for them and it was just it was absolutely terrible um i think it was right before you joined the band we'd played at said venue and we were supposed to have a really really big gig that got totally taken out from under our I'm feet trying to remember who was it for it we was... were going to be open for opening for rusted root right it was rusted root the the yeah. one that so for you guys listening rusted root is ice age they were in Ice Age. I was going to say Matilda. Uh, it's probably, yeah, it's in it's, every song. It's anytime there's a travel montage in a movie, preferably the 90s. Yeah. The, um, all my way. Yeah, movie. Doo -ba -doo -ba -doo -ba -doo -ba all my way. And now we're going to get hit with a lawsuit because I just did that for yeah. um, that oh. song. They're a cool band. They're whatever. They're fun. Um, we, the gentleman from this place, called me or emailed me. He can't, I think it was email. And he was like, we want you to open for us to root. And I was like, holy shit, that's awesome. They're a great band. We're finally getting one of these big shows. Like, that's going to be great. Yeah. Emailed all the guys in the group and I'm like, we're going to do it. Everyone was excited. Got back to the guy in probably 10 minutes. Week or two before the show, I'm ready to start promoting this thing on social media and everything and getting tickets. And he, because uh, we had to, of course, sell tickets. And we're not on the website anymore. There's another <laughs> band opening for them. So I contact this jack wagon and I'm like, where did we go? What would happen? And he was like, oh, well, you never got back to me in time. So we have another band opening for you. I'm like, I Womp. did, though. Here is the screenshot of your response to saying, can't wait for the gig. And he was like, yeah, yeah, I guess I never got that. I'm like, no, 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 no. This is you responding to me. He's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Sorry, my BlackBerry must be weird acting up. And it was just like such a bullshit answer. And BlackBerry's known for emails. I was going to say. So, <laughs> back in the day. And so it's it was literally... 
he just found another band who could bring in more money. Uh, yeah. That's yeah. what it was. And he, he had hit us back last year to open on a Tuesday oh. evening for Too Many Zoos. Too Many Zoos. I forgot. Yeah, yeah. And it was, he gets to the, and that was through um, one of our booking guys had scored that. And he was like, yeah, if you don't sell 70 tickets, you're not playing. And I'm like, that's. Yeah, it was some outrageous number. And it's like, it's a Tuesday evening. What are you <laughs> expecting? Yeah. I mean, yeah. we've had issues trying to get gigs with that before where it's in the same local area where it's one of those things where it's like, uh, oh, we'd love to have you on a night, but we need to know how many people you're going to bring. You have to bring X amount of people or else we're not going to have you play. Yeah, that was, uh, so it was one of those things where it's, we're not going to pay you. Yeah. It's a Thursday night. That was the one. Yeah. Yep. Yep. And uh, we just want to kind of gauge and see, you know, what kind of crowd you're going to bring out before we can maybe give you an opportunity for a gig on the weekend. Yeah, granted, this place is an hour away from us. Right. You know. And it's it. Every our fans work and we work. We and, all work. And, yeah. and it's like that's so it's going to be hard to get 10 people there over an hour drive on a Thursday night. And then you're not going to pay anybody. No. Nah. I mean, like, what do you? Ex- that's just setting a new. I'm not. For I'm not looking to make a billion dollars. No, no. But it's one of those things where it's like it's our time, it's our effort, and it's one of those things where it's the classic. It's a Saturday night. Why didn't you bring any people out to my place? And it's in return, it's Saturday night. Why is no one in your place? It's like that's. Do you go to the, all the chefs and cooks and ask them to yeah. bring out people every night? No, that's we're a hired service, dude. Like, don't play right. those kind of games. So for Brian, I mean, as a maybe as a tip, is usually places that do that type of whatever you want to call it Mm -hmm. are usually struggling um to fill their room with whatever so usually if the place is kind of falling apart or struggling to keep afloat Mm -hmm. they usually instill those type of you know come in on a wednesday night and uh, we'll see what happens and then maybe we'll yeah exactly and that's why they're always about oh bring in a certain amount of people sell a certain amount of tickets type of deal yeah that's exactly what it is we kind of stay away from those places. I mean, it's there's really if they're worth it, we'll do it. If there's like a great place to play, like if it's oh, a good room, sure. and a ton of people, and it'll pay off in another way. Because it's you know sometimes it's like what you get paid nightly really doesn't matter. It's if you have a ton of people there and they the follow experience. you around, they're love buying it. merch, they're listening to yeah. music, and that's that matters most, honestly. Yeah, like, really, so truly. All we does. want is a Saturday night spot. That's what I you love, know you know you know we we're not asking for thousand dollars. I mean, no. be great, sure, but. We just want the opportunity. I mean, we can't even get to that. No, sometimes there which was is crazy. I would say there was when, back when I had like a little blues trio, and then we were a blues quattro. Right before the mischief started, we played at a place, not too far from here, across the pond, next day. Oh. I would say if, for everyone listening, we're from. I'm from New Jersey, if you couldn't tell by my accent. So we were in Pennsylvania. So we like really oh, crossed the pond. Oh, my neck of the woods. Yeah, I was going to yeah. say with that deep draw you have. Exactly. Um, <laughs> We had a place, really cool place, nice, decent-sized stage, lights, sound guy, cool. And the gentleman wanted us. He was like, hey, we'd love to hire you, you know, to play, but come in and do two nights for free in a month. First Thursday of the month, last Thursday of the month. You know, we'll give you each band member 100 bucks at the bar or in food. You know, go nuts. And we're like, yeah. that's fine. That's cool. Sure. We played both nights for a Thursday, absolutely packed. They were great. It was really good shows. We had a blast. They were so much fun. Everyone's dancing. Everyone's having a good time. And then I go to call back that guy who had booked us, who managed the place, and he's not responding to my calls. He's not answering emails. Oh. I would call the place, and I'd say, hey, is so-and-so there? 
and they'd say, uh, who's calling? And I'd say, oh, it's, it's Charles. And they'd be like, oh, he's not in. And I was like, oh, great. So I started turning into an asshole where I would call back and I would say, hi, this is, uh, this is Marcus. And I was just in a meeting with so-and-so. I didn't get his cell phone number. Do you have it? And they would <laughs> nice. give me his cell phone number because I'm a jerk. Because this is what you have to do sometimes. Um, and uh, I would call him and I was like, look, you got two free gigs out of us. Do you want us or not? If you don't, just say no. Don't avoid me. Oh, I'm going to have to call you back. Sorry, bud. And that's all the answer I needed. So this Perfect. dude was going around and getting free gigs out of bands. And I can't imagine how many times he did it. That's and it sucks that we had to scam. do it to learn. You know, that, like we had to learn the hard way. And that's that's the worst part with they, that. Yeah, they take adva- I mean, they take advantage of bands like that. Yeah, um, all the time, people all the time, because they know like you you would do anything to play at some of these places, yeah. and they were like, "All right, well, we're going to get some free gigs at them. Great, they bring a ton of people. Perfect. We'll, that's all they need. We'll take all the profit. Yeah. Not a problem. At that point, just buy a jukebox because yeah, yeah. why even have bands? You have a jukebox, which is perfect. People pay it to play, so now right. you don't have to do anything, and you can empty it at the end. Yeah, of and they're the never disappointed. No, they're usually pretty good. Yeah, you can play Freebird as All much you as you want. You <laughs> get a couple good Margaritavilles yep. out of it. Mm. We had this one time. Um, my, you know how large my father is. Yes, he's big guy. He's like big six foot four. You know, not round. No, not he's, that he's large. Like a, like a, he's a he's yeah. a big big guy, and he's our sound guy. And we played at this one one place one time. It's one place one time one day this one year. <laughs> I'm just trying to give a time frame for people listening. Yeah, uh, slow that down. What was that? Yeah, sorry. And the guy was, this one guy there was doing bookings for a while. And he had this weird thing. He had it out for me. I never knew why. I was always nice to him. I was just kind. I was never a jerk to him. And he would never, like, promote whenever my band was playing or anything. He was, like, a, a you know, booking guy kind of thing and promotional dude. Sure. Never booked our yeah. guy. Never, never, never promoted us. Never anything like that. And we, we'd play the gig there. We had a packed house and we didn't get for, you know, it was four pieces in the band at the time. We didn't get a big check. And I go to him at the end of the night. I'm like, all right, dude, um, we're ready to leave. Can you pay? He says like, nah, man, check machine's broken. I'll, I'll be in touch. And I was like, I just saw you print something from it and you paid one of the people here. And he goes, nah, 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 man, dude, just get, take a hike, dude. And my whole rule is I played, you pay me. That's how this works. Right. It's not yeah. a, I'm not a free service in when we're hired for something like that. This was yeah. like a charity. It's, I played, you fucking pay me. Yeah. That's how it goes. And I, f- I said that to him all like, you know, 140 pounds of me soaking wet said <laughs> that to this guy. So it's we all, all in the tone and delivery. It is. It was stern and a little bit nasally. Yes. Just like my normal <laughs> voice. <laughs> so we go out and we're packing, you know, the, all sound systems all packed up. My father being our sound guy. And, um, we go out and pops is like, where's the check we got to go and i was like he doesn't want to pay us and he's like he doesn't want to pay you and i was like yeah he refuses and he was saying he just looks at us and like this batman style voice who's just like stay in the car and then we were like (laughs) oh no and chandler scales was with me and we both looked at each other like holy shit like what's gonna happen it's going down it's going down so we go run back in there and my you know, six foot four father is like holding this guy by, by his shirt collar and just like in his face, just like reaming this guy a new one. And we got our check. There was nothing wrong with the machine. 
And then he apologized. That guy apologized to us next time when we had another game. We had a game like two weeks from then. We were playing this place like every wow. two weeks. Can't believe you got an apology. Yeah, and he, he apologized. He was shook. Head. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It was, it was one of those shots in the movie where you see like the guy like lift someone up and then you see yeah. a shot of their feet off right. the ground. It was that. And it's like horrifying oh, in person. You, you know what? The, the check machine's it's working yeah, now. Oh, oh, look. Beep, boop, 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 yeah. Oh, yeah, it's, oh, yeah. Here it is. Oh, there's the problem. It's out of toner. <laughs> Fuck uh, off, dude. That's yeah. bananas. Uh, I, I I absolutely I I could. It's, it's funny you say I can't believe it, but I could believe it. You know, people uh, people do things like that. I know? mean, everybody's got stories for days about that. No, people not paying and all that. It's just you, there's some things you got to do what you got to do. You or gotta, or the one thing I love getting screwed over is where it's the people who own the venues and they think that they're doing you a great service by paying thirty dollars at the end of the night. Right. You know what I like getting paid in? What exposure. That's my favorite, you know, because when I, I go to the my bills or my credit card and I look and it's like, how many exposures do I owe for the month? Right. And it's like, oh, I can do 150 exposures. That's not bad. Yeah. Yeah, that's great. That's that's awesome. And you know what? It is tax season, and I love trying to write that off on my oh, taxes. Yeah. yeah I mean, exposure. How many, how many thousands of exposure dollars you gotta claim do you have? It. Claim it. Exposure. Yeah, you have to. That's bullshit. That is a <laughs> bullshit in the bull's whole ass. Like that's what that is. Yeah, absolutely crazy. And that's um, we you and I had played a place recently, where it was <laughs> they never want to pay the bands. It always works off the door, even though the bar is packed. They never want to spot the bands anything. You're on the bill with clearly no one had listened to anyone. No, so I just I got the place. You know now. the place. It's really hard. It's very not hard to, to not say anything. Mention names. Um, yeah, and we'd played and. The uh, the woman who was booking was a little creepy with me. <laughs> she it was creepy in general. It was not great, and she was uh, so proud to pay us thirty dollars at the end of the night after the club took the cut. So it was one of those things where it's like you bring in ten people, and then after ten people, you make fifty percent on all of the admissions at the door. It's great math. And when you see some of these places, it's like that's hard. And like you said, it's that's how you know they don't do well. Yeah, that's exa- and it's like, why would people come to a to a bar to see a band here when they can go see one free down the street? Just pay your pay your pay your band. Exactly, that's all you have to do. Pay your musicians. That that's all it is. And I don't. I'm trying to remember, but wasn't it? Apparently, she liked us so much more more so than the other groups that she played. paid us everything for she, the night. So that everything was thirty dollars. Yeah. So she, the other bands got zip. They took their cut, and we got thirty dollars. Yeah, there were there were f- three other bands. In yeah, addition to us. Yeah. And she was like, yeah, you know what? You guys were the best. I loved your music. So I paid you everything tonight. 30 bucks. There'll be more where that so comes wrong. from. And I was like, this is, what do we do with this? Yeah, we're like, there's other what? There's other bands Not here. that I'm trying to be like a, a Scrooge McDuck, but it's, you know, jumping into my big pile of money. But it's one of those things where it's like, we work very, very hard at what we do. Yeah, we, we don't travel. Come there's a lot of... With the travel. We yeah. were about an hour away from this place. Right. Uh, and, and it was just like one of those things. And she her rule was like, uh, locals come in for free. Locals That's don't have right. to pay. So it's like, if you had everyone at this bar paying, your bands would do well. Right. But it's, it's just they, they cut corners and they do just... It's just, it's bananas. Yeah. But I think more so worse than that, and it's probably my favorite thing we've gotten to experience together as bandmates. Yes. The, <laughs> I was know where this our is management going. contract. That's, Woo! that is the screw of all screws. He should have bought us dinner first. Typically, that's how I like it. Yeah. Dinner be nice first, to me. and then 
call me happens, in the morning. happens. Yeah, I don't know. Just wash your hands. That's yeah. all I'm asking. <laughs> so, would you like to kind of preface this guy? Uh, I, I I need a sip of water first. I was going to say, let's here. take a big swig. Wow, right in the camera this together. Yeah, just gonna. Mm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <sighs> oh, still not ready. Oh, mon chéri. Okay. Yeah. So we literally had a contract for a year. A whole year. Whole year. Uh, signed it. Signed, sealed, delivered. We had it notarized. We had our lawyer look over it. A hundred, hundred percent legit, and from a an individual in his boutique management company, um, which we found out he when we signed under false pretenses, he had no team with him anymore, and everything he promised to do, which was gigging and lodging and touring, and it was way too good to be true. Yeah. It's really hard to have a shit end of the stick when your entire stick is a turd. <laughs> like that's literally <laughs> how it was with this. We were, uh, we were amazed we were enamored with how amazing this deal was and it fell in our lap he had heard us on a radio show and yes. he contacted me the next day which was my second gig that's with the, the, group. the craziest part because we had auditioned you and you came in and you look everyone at home when will came into audition for for this group he knew his shit he came in he knew every song front to back good attitude amazing that's how you get a gig that is how you get a gig that's not a disappointment in the industry Preparation. Um, that's key. Preparation. I, I literally, it was less than a week that I had to get the material ready. And uh, it was every single night for a few hours. And my yeah. parents can attest to that at the time that that's what I did when I came home. And um, I made sure that I had the, you guys had an EP out at the time. Yeah. Yep. Uh, we had an EP. <laughs> you can say that now. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and I memorized the whole thing. Yeah. For the audition. Because I don't even think you, t- you did, I don't even think you told me to memorize the whole thing. I, I, no, I was like one or was, two tracks. One or two tracks is typically like our audition Over process. Prepared, and I loved it. I was all about it. And uh, so I had a less than a week to, to prepare for that, and I, I'm, I auditioned maybe on a Tuesday, mm-hmm. and then we had a gig. That was that Friday. Friday, and then that Sunday, and that Sunday was, was a radio show, mm-hmm. which this management individual heard us on yeah. and that's when the story began but it was crazy time frame for me because i literally just joined this band yep. and all of a sudden we have uh, this person is notable and people recognize just, his name just just to break the barrier down he was a child star in the 70s that's pretty much that's all essentially and everyone in if they're of yeah. age would know who he was so this isn't just john doe whoever's no. management like he i'm sorry he, did you say john holmes yes okay yeah 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 anyway um so like there he's notable <laughs> and he has some credibility behind him yeah so which is even why we had more excitement towards it oh it was huge it was the biggest letdown probably. so i was like wow things are really taking off i just got into this group and now we're we have a management contract presented well, to considering us. <laughs> the gig right before the the whole contract thing happened was at like the hooker hotel when i say uh, hooker hotel i mean one of those little or motel it one of those where it has like all the say hotel the astro turf outside and it's like someone died in one of these rooms and it was like off the highway and the room was fine but it was like my first gig people go there to get like <laughs> diseases like that's what kind of a place like I-, I couldn't imagine putting on a black light in one of those rooms it would look like a planetarium yeah <laughs> like it's awful. one of those where the police just hang out in the parking lot all the time yeah well, there were there calls. were cops there all yeah. the time um, that was my first gig but it, we had a lot of fun and it sounded great in there oh it, was it awesome. definitely was sketchville and then, and then the next night we have the or the two nights after we have the radio show manage guy manager guy hears he emails me that monday we were like, yeah. oh my God, this is amazing. I tell everybody, we were like so psyched. I went to New York City 
um, our sax player Chandler went with us too, and my parents. We all we all went to New York City. Uh, we had lunch with him because in the uh, the first floor of his apartment was a restaurant. We met. We saw the contract. I didn't sign anything yet. He owns the restaurant, by the way. Yeah. Right. I think that he owns a couple. So that just he's yeah. got a couple restaurants. He's couple got bars. cash. Yeah. He he. Yeah. It was like was it Upper East Side? Man, where was he? Yes. Manhattan? It was close to the village, so it yeah. was like away from Midtown. It so was, no, it was put, no joke. Put in perspective for people. <laughs> we, we were there for probably three hours, shot the shit with him. He spoke high praises of us. It was yeah. always, love the sound, love the band, the look is great, you, you know, look. that thing, you guys are perfect age. Oh my God, you already have records, we've got a new one in the thing. I remember he, he new, requested- He talking about the new drummer too, Was he loved it. Uh, no, I don't think that no. was this guy. Oh, that was me. Will I talked about the new drummer? <laughs> oh, okay. but he wanted us because we had a big show that weekend because we were doing those do-it-yourself kind of shows at the big halls. We would run out, yeah, where we'd have like you know two hundred and fifty something people. It was an amazing, big like dance party. And he was like, "Film one of these. We need more content for online." Sure. The only thing I think he ever did because we filmed it, it was great. Everyone danced, it was beautiful. But I think the only thing he ever did was we had a music video out at the time, and he shared it, and that was it in the full year of management. That was all he did. You're right. Um, and it did really well with the people he shared with because he has a did. huge following and connections it and all did. that. One of the uh, actors who liked it, who was also a child star, was the gentleman who played I, uh, Michelangelo in one of the, the original Ninja Turtles movies, and that's awesome. Yeah. He was a uh, Cousin Oliver on the Brady Bunch. Oh. That's who he was, which is adorable. It wasn't Marsha Brady, so that really doesn't <laughs> matter. But No, he's super cool. He's super cool. But... Um, and he had high praise for us. So if Michelangelo likes us, I'm we're in radical. But Life's complete. <laughs> I was gonna say I'm I'm fine. We've hit the big time. Um, but you know, so speaking such high praise and nothing's happening, we'll keep checking in on him, checking in on him. It's like, oh, he's he's putting on a some kind of packet resume for us to pitch to labels and to pitch to tours, and he was promising South by Southwest, all this crazy stuff. Oh yeah, the press kit. He, the, the press, press the kit. press kit, the press kit. And it was, oh, what do you have so far? And he sent us like a, a <laughs> message. Like it was like links. two links. It's like, bitch, I could have done this. What is yeah, this? Yeah, what was it? Was it was probably the link to our website, <laughs> yeah, and like then once the other, like YouTube or video, yeah, yeah or, or something. something like that. It's like, wow, I could have done that on the toilet. <laughs> like <laughs> overwhelming. It was just wow. Really putting in the time. Now, see, the one thing that was good that we didn't get boned over on was he didn't ask for any money up front. That's always a massive red flag in any industry stuff. It's they're one, they want money up front. Yeah, we Where, didn't pay a dime. No, and his management fee was cheap. He was, I think, ten percent. Yeah, normally uh, they're like fifteen, like twelve 20, to fifteen. Yeah, 15. so ten was great. Totally cool with that. And he he was he was all all about us. He loved us and. But then we started realizing he's nothing's happening. Where's your team? What's your team doing? And I had words with him. You know, he's twice Not my nice words. Twice my age, and I reprimanded him like a child. I didn't scream. I didn't, you know, anything like that. But it was just I called him, and I was very stern with him. I'm like, you're not doing anything. And I flat out told him because he flat out told me when I met him. He said, I am his boss, and I said, I'm your boss, and you're not doing anything. And he really didn't know what to say and then oh, i find I out those phone calls were oh boy right. i would call you immediately after just yeah. fuming because i didn't want to let it out to him and the text messages and the messages you send him that he would see and then would never respond. respond yeah would go so like us. he would just completely cut out communication no. and um and people were wondering why aren't you guys doing anything what's happening because we had a big press release thing about this oh, we he had called a, in he called in on the press release we had an audience we did a live radio show at the time which was awesome we literally were on cloud nine 
Yeah, I, I like I thought this was it. The moment that yeah. you're waiting for as a musician in a band, like this is gonna be yeah. it. So much hype. We had a hundred people at this just 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 the press thing. Just the press and thing. Just for him music. to call in. Like we didn't even tell him there was you know, come here, we're, we're, it's a special announcement. Nobody knew except for us, and he called in, and, you know, everybody was going crazy. It was wild. I was like, this oh, I was, is it. I was, I was into it. That was when we had, because it was the, in, the, in the back of that hall, it was the kitchen, and I came out <laughs> with that giant egg whisk. It was like the Fred Flintstone <laughs> yeah. egg whisk, and I had it like a big scepter over my shoulder because I forget uh, who someone was like, oh, yeah, dude, bring out yeah. the whisk. They're like, oh, I'll give you a buck to do it, and I was like, I'll do it for free. Yeah. And we all had like big kitchen appliances. They never washed it afterwards. I hope not. I kind of wanted <laughs> to take it home. Whisking with what it. do you need a whisk that big I, for? <laughs> How big are your Ostrich eggs? Oh, because yeah. They said the big Fred Flintstone pterodactyl legs. <laughs> See, for people listening, that was probably horrifying. Yeah, that was great. Thank you. <laughs> that was an egg, um, by the way. But no. So when we finally weaseled it out and we find out this guy had no team, all of his people left him. Yes. All the people under his label were gone. All of the people he signed were not doing anything. We found out that his all of his attention was going. He was flying back and forth to Tampa, and he was working with a kid who was like 14. Didn't really have any musical experience now granted if it was like a michael jackson style young kid where it's like just flooding, it. flooding with talent i'd understand i'd be like this kid's amazing like that's go for it but the kid was just being worked like a puppet in a studio and that was a shame because they were kind of just making him do what he wanted he never said no to them or anything. could mold him and yeah and that's and that's what they were doing molded he was by just him. yeah it was molded by them in the studio <laughs> and that's all it kind of was which is such a shame and then he kind of turned tied on us where he was like you guys are too old don't like the sound it's not going to go anywhere it's a hard sell it's hard to market yeah you know it's not it's never going to work the look's not going to work you're too and it was just like so why did you say all this to me we you had our hopes up for a whole year whole year and i mean that was one of the reasons i mean we had lost some guys in the band because they just they were tired of waiting they didn't want to do anything it was so just like what's gonna it was like a coin flip who knows what's gonna happen Oh, yeah, and don't forget the fact that uh, he brought us to Concord Records. He did. I did completely. I'm trying to forget about, like, oh, thank you, Brian, for bringing up these horrible memories. Yeah, PTSD over here. Yeah, uh, thanks, bud. But, I mean, I mean, if for non-musicians that are listening or watching, Concord Music That's is a, a huge huge label it's yeah. like on the thing like on the same level as atlantic and yeah concord's massive um you know universal like well, just concord's more of an umbrella one too where it has a lot of stuff under a lot of subsidiaries right so it's like oh god we could even get on like a smaller label that would be yeah perfect. which is still yeah yeah and I, that was he supposedly I, supposedly pitched us. pitched us to them and he had a bunch of excuses of why things didn't work out but it was also you know you have to build a foundation before you can build a home and it was kind of just like I didn't really do anything. I got two links for the press kit. That's good. Yeah. Uh, here you go. Even if this is true, what he said. Who knows? I mean, he he does have the connection. Oh, he sure. Does. He just had no work ethic. Maybe and he, he had no team. Yeah. Maybe he just said it to just please us at the time. To, yeah. You know. I mean, talk about getting your hopes up. It was terrible. Uh, I what? felt bad because I'm here. I am the fearless leader. So. Fearless. And you see me getting pissed off and upset, and it's like it was it was it was a terrible moment for us because it was, we could have had it we were right there yep. and you get your legs kicked out and that's a, how a lot of this does work um not as extreme as that but i think in more recent years we had a pretty good new york gig if my memory serves me correct we had a great we had an awesome new york gig i'm looking at the poster right now yeah we have it hanging up here in the uh, in the rat cave yeah we it's one of the 
one of the best gigs that, gig that we've phenomenal. ever had. So we actually had a gig in New York. So it was about an hour drive. We rented a bus and we brought about 60, 70 of our own people to I need this. more water for this. Go for it. It's a, it's a big one. Um, be, be moist for me. Good. We brought 60, 70 of our own people to this club because it was going to be for a record executive from Atlantic, which yeah. we found out. I think the morning of the gig, <laughs> you called me and we were like, we got an email. The Atlantic, it was by like a, a third party group where you get gigs through them and we were selected. We submitted music or you, you submitted us and yeah. we were selected, um, you know, to play in front of a rep from Atlantic Records. We were one of five and we were like, holy shit, that's amazing. Right. Gigs close to Brooklyn. We're like, this is awesome. We got this bus 70 something of our own people. Loaded it. Get to New York. We get in this club. Our guys pile in. We had just everyone up and dancing, everyone singing along. It was just the coolest gig. But we find out that morning the Atlantic rep had to fly out. Pulled to, out or something. Yeah, had to which, fly out to California for something. Which and, makes me question if there even was an Atlantic rep. So then it was some woman who worked for some subsidiary publishing company. And then yeah. come to find out she's not even anybody there. She worked there for like three months and she kind of just did a critiquing review, which she really didn't know anything about music. Pretty much an intern. Yeah, this is mailroom. And she I don't think she knew anything about anything. And her critiques were just, oh, I don't understand your sound, so find a group that you like and emulate their sound. Oh, so copy somebody else. Great. Well, that's what the music industry now is anyway. So it's kind of yeah. like whatever. That gig was phenomenal. I had so much fun. Everyone loved it. We had so many new friends and fans. We made it that gig. Yeah. Everyone danced. Second we left the stage, everybody Place left, cleared. which was great. That's always a good testament to us. And I'm very you know, proud that... My guys are so damn good that we can do that. And we were ready for it. We were excited. We were we worked our asses off for that gig. It was best phenomenal. I've ever played because I knew the stakes were that high. Oh, it was awesome. We we all apparently we all brought it. And again, it was just another company where I reached out to them and I was like, "Hey, where's the Atlantic rep?" Because they also said we'll be sending it out to different record companies as well. Right. Um, your your stuff. And we're like, "Oh, cool." And I said, "When are you going to be sending it?" And the woman said, "Oh, we're not sending it to any record companies. We never said that." And I said, here's a screenshot of your email. It's Another screenshot. All over. Uh, are you going to be sending it out? And she's like, oh, I'm not sure. We're not going to be sending anything. And it's like, well, what'd you jerk me for, dude? Yeah. Finish me off for a change. Like, what is this, like, high and dry yeah. bullshit? Take screenshots and document all your transactions no, and conversations. No, that's a good thing, man. Good thing that you did that yep. because they're, peop like you said, people just, oh, I never got it. Yeah, you did. You responded you, you to did. it. You did. You're just a butthole. Let me show you again. Refresh your memory. Yeah, no, you're just a, just a wipe of just ass. Yeah, <laughs> and as far as the representative from that publishing company, which I'm actually blanking on the name, not that it matters, but it, you know, we are totally fine and open to taking critique. You know, oh, we're, I'm always we're, fine with critique. Yeah, as an artist, you have to. A absolutely, and we're always trying to better ourselves as musicians. And it's never a competition for us. It's always the competition's for us between it's ourselves. Self competition, yeah. competitive with myself. Not everybody's like that, but that's how we are. I know that's that's something we sh we share. Be. Yeah. Uh, so, I think where we got frustrated was you could tell that this representative didn't know what she was really talking about. Well, it got to that point where we did this and. Because, I mean, for when we submitted our stuff, we did pay a little bit to do it or whichever. Yeah. And it was just, it was like, it was worthless. It was a great gig. And that, that it was such a damn good gig. That's what we took away from it. Yeah. But at the end of the day, it's like, this was just for nothing. Because, yeah. again, the club didn't want to pay us because they, who knows how they got into their yeah. foot in the door in this place. And you could tell by the, you know, the way this person wrote, you know, the things up and the critiques that. She didn't know. <laughs> he probably doesn't even play an instrument, to be honest. And I'm not saying that to be mean or anything, but you could tell that 
the the knowledge wasn't there like you probably don't play anything or it, it would be like me writing a like a dissertation about cars that weren't transformers i would have no <laughs> idea hot wheels yeah i would have <laughs> any idea what i'm talking about you know um and that's frustrating because it's like i, I would love to be critiqued by somebody who really knows for so sure so that's really in the industry has been there for a long time years it was just another but false I th- hope. Thing. I would say I think these experiences just have really kind of swayed us away from management, away from labels, just to literally do it yourself kind of thing. Because in the age of the internet, even though it's very oversaturated, you don't need all of that to be, you know, progressive. No. In this day and age, and I, th- I think you know, and and just to kind of, you know, note it. Not everyone in the industry is out to get you. And they're not essentially trying to get you. It's just how they run. It, it's not a very fair system sometimes. At the end of the day, it is a business. It is. And, and, and like with any other business, there's some people that run it correctly and there's others that just take advantage of it. Cut corners. And it's your dollar, you're a dollar sign to them, which yeah. is a shame. And we've experienced it. I mean, that's not even the, just scratching the surface. That's no. just some <laughs> of the things that we've we've kind of experienced. And... You know, I mean, a lot of people have gotten screwed over way harder than we have, but I'd like to think, you know, our right. stick has a pretty decently shit end to it because it, it's it's tough failure after failure after failure or just disappointment, I should say, not a failure, but a disappointment. Yeah. And that that's what's kind of really difficult. But it's tough to stay positive for sure. Yeah, I mean, we laugh about it and we have fun it's with fun it. Now, but yeah. when it all happened, it's kind of just like, like come on, it's like so much please, effort. What are we doing? Because I always see people where it's like they're not working as hard as we are. They're not putting in the time. What are they doing that we're not to get every opportunity? Is it jealousy? Not so much. It's just more I'm it, being competitive with myself. It's like I can always be better. What yeah. am I doing wrong? What am I where, not? You know, where's the return on our investment? And obviously, Brian P. from Delaware, we don't want to try to dissuade you from doing music or anything like that, but is good, or anybody listening, um, or musician or non, yeah. it is good to know what you're in for. 100%. Because <sighs> I guess what we take away from it is, you know, at the end of the day, you get some really incredible experiences. You do. We, we had one of the best gigs. Yeah. Did it turn out the way we wanted it? No. That was but a we damn got, good gig, though. It was. And we made some, you know, it's connections. Connections Talk to people, the venue, whatever, sound guy, make your connections. We're take, friendly with everyone while yeah. I was walking around saying hi to everyone, thanking everyone for being there. That's incredibly important. It goes a long way. Be a good person. That's you You're going to hear that probably a lot on That's <laughs> on like this the first podcast. commandment. It's like, don't be a dick. Yeah. Or to one of like one A or right. something, you know. So I mean, like my advice would be just you try not to get discouraged. You keep take at it. The it's good. You take the bad. Th- keep throwing darts at the dartboard, and and one day one of them will stick. If you keep putting in the time and yeah. keep doing it, Persistence. one will stick. I Persistence mean, this is, is so important. These are they're good signs that things are heading in a right direction. Mm-hmm. In, in a way, I mean, you're getting you're getting presented with great opportunities. Um, I think what we take away from it, like you said, is we kind of do a lot of it on our own now. You have to. That's it, why I'm a crazy person. I don't sleep. Yes. The work never stops. You. Yes. But it's fine. Well, both of us, we both put in a ton of time. We everything you see here, everything we do here has been done by us. Yeah. We I mean, we All the videos you guys see, you know. Videos photos graphics every instrument that's what it uh is. websites you, i mean you you do a ton um I'm so we a crazy person that's why <laughs> we try to learn it we yeah. try to better ourselves yep. and we want to if if you keep getting disappointed you finally are like 
Oh, I'm going to learn how to do it. I'll do it myself. I'll do it. We'll save us some money. Yeah, it's going to be some grief and aggravation, but you know, we got to. This train's got to keep rolling. Yeah, you and can't you can just have it stop. how you want it to be. Exactly. You know, it's a. It, it is a crazy, crazy world in the music industry. It's wild, um, but. I love it. We wanted to kind of, this was a great question when this came in. Oh, man, and I think it's huge. We, we wanted to really discuss this just to kind of let you guys know inside. It's like the glass wall kind of thing. It's like, what is it on the inside? And it's not like this wonderful glamour life where people are it's like, I hey, do music, the easiest thing in the world. It's like, hell no. Yeah. No way. No, 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 no. It is, it is not sunshine and rainbows like I wish it was. Like the nope. movies make it seem. Even like the hardships in the films, they're not that crazy. Right. It's, it's very, very hard to just keep having, you know, it's hope for the worst or hope for the best, expect the worst. Yeah. And having you know, disappointment after disappointment and after disappointment, it's very discouraging. And but you have to keep going because if you quit, then you fail. And I ain't about that. Yeah. It's do or do not. There is no try. Yeah, that's what Yoda said. Yeah. <laughs> that was in Empire Strikes Back. But and there's still worse stories than ours. I oh mean, God, this was just worse. scratching the surface. These were just some of the big hitters. Yeah, I mean, I, I know very notable musicians now that you know have gotten to a point where you know they owe a manager three hundred thousand dollars. Wow. Like that. Alan, it's Alan Stone. If you guys oh know, my God, Alan Stone. Yeah. yeah. If yeah. you ever. Uh, he did a TED. He did a TED talk. I watched that one. Yep. Right. Yep. And I, I think the, I might be close on the amount. It was hundreds of thousands, but it was a yeah. former Alicia Keys manager. Yep. Yep. And Alan Stone, of all people, you know, ha- owed paid this guy over three hundred thousand dollars or whatever the number is, something crazy. He owed that to him. Yep. That's how screwed he got. I mean, we didn't. We never had anything financially like that. But no, thank. Now look no. at Alan Stone. Yeah, amazing, all over the place. Huge career. Such a nice guy. I've heard he's incredibly incredible. Genuine. Yeah. So like, I, it gets worse. Yeah. I mean, it can be bad. Like, I'm happy we weren't in deep shit like that. I mean, thankfully, Ooh. I did a lot of music business stuff in in college because I didn't want to get screwed over. Yeah. There were there were guys in college who were in this music business class who were literally there to learn how to sue people. Because they'd gotten music stolen, because they didn't copyright things, or right, they people did buy back their own music. That's yeah, my favorite. That's absolutely crazy, like that kind of stuff. Yeah, and it's just yeah. like holy crap! Like, I protect your music. Yeah, protect seriously. Your neck. Yeah, that's what Wu Tang says. <laughs> yeah, they're always right. But um, Brian P from Delaware, you know, that's an, that is an awesome question. Great and like question. we said before, you know, it, it's nice to kind of have insight into this. And that's just our stories. There are plenty of other stories. Is everyone bad in the music industry? No. There are some genuinely good people who want to see you do well, but sometimes it kind of get out it gets outweighed by the crap. Yeah. Which it does suck. But you just have to watch yourself, you have to protect yourself. Um, but keep at it. You know, in conclusion, this is the Drop the Beat podcast. My name is Charles Larita. And I'm Will Sarver. My lovely assistant. Or I'm your lovely assistant whatever you want it works both ways i'm i'm in it man that's hip <laughs> but we want to thank you guys again for watching us beat off and i want to thank you guys for listening to us beat off we don't know what for, what format but regardless thank you for beating off with us please yes thank you <laughs> again if you guys would like to send in and submit a topic for us to discuss in this long format uh kind of podcast show or video please go to www.charlesreader.com slash contact and there's a little submission form and if we like your question we will talk about it in a show right here but until next time till next time signing out we're signing signing off, off.
We're so. signing something. We're signing something. Baby, cut the check. Cut the check. Please send the questions in. Please do, guys. Yep. And we'll see you. Take care.